Are you the kind of gal who isn't interested in how things used to be in the hair industry, who wants to hear from ladies who are paving their own way while making waves? Well then, She Makes Waves is for you. All right, gang, back by popular demand, we have Jen Diaz of Glow Out Salons, and we've talked with her. She's like one of our all-time favorite guests and that numbers show. So she's back, and when she was on the last time, we talked a little bit about energy. We just scratched the surface of it, but I know that, you know, the information that she has is going to just connect a lot of dots for us behind the chair. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Jen. Hello, hello, hello. I'm so happy to be back. Yeah, I know. We're happy to have you back. Yeah, it's been amazing since we last talked. Just so much juiciness, really deep conversations, which is really how you and I connect. I mean, when we get together, we go deep in about five minutes. I'm so excited to talk to you about just the way, the part that energy plays in what we do, because like we were talking before we got on here about how it's not something we touch on in school at all. There's no preparation about the kinds of the heavy conversations you're going to have, the way you're going to show up for people, the support level that you will be providing from behind the chair. There is zero education on it. And so I know that both of us have learned this through trial and error, Mm -hmm. but I would love for you to just dive in to whatever spirit moves you to say. Absolutely. You know, when I first started thinking about this, it's touching on the lead in that you just kind of gave is I really had no idea what I was in for. I knew that I wanted to serve people. I knew that I wanted to walk alongside of them through whatever they were going through. Right. I wanted to be there to walk alongside of them. That felt so natural to me from being a kid. Um, and you know, my father being a pastor and all that, spirituality being part of it. And I think a lot of us are drawn to this field because we are givers, we're nurturers, we're, you know, caregivers in a sense. But what really tripped me up as you become busier and more successful, which is the goal, right? You don't realize like, oh my God, I'm super, I'm super exhausted. I'm really tired. And you think it's just because you're working long hours, but it's like the double, double weighted effect of working long hours and then not really realizing like, my God, I'm taking on a lot of emotion here, a lot of energy exchange. So we learn in personal development, the personal development world, or emotion is energy in motion, right? So we're always in motion, whether we're just standing there holding space, which is you have the ability to absorb a lot of energy that way, or whether we're giving back feedback or encouragement. It's just a big exchange. Yeah, and do you feel like you have found ways to continue to do it and have it be at the same capacity? Or have you found that like you almost have to do it less or what is, what's been some like the biggest, like, that's such a great question. I'm so thrilled that you asked that. I think it's both. I think that putting boundaries around my working life, because yes, like what I do is intertwined in every piece of me throughout the day. But I found, you know, especially when you're a solopreneur, as you start that journey, um, or even with a partnership, you're, you're always kind of working on something, even if you're not physically doing it, it's in the back of your mind. Even if you're Mm -hmm. relaxing, watching Netflix, it's still in the back of your mind, very far back. So I had to learn through getting sick through the breakdown of relationships, um, within my entrepreneurial journey, I had to learn to put boundaries around my work. And so now I, now when I think about my work, I think about like, what is going to feel amazing? 
what's going to really fuel me. That doesn't mean that every day I'm delusional and I think that, oh, if something's not fun, then I can't do it. No, it's not that. But like, how can I navigate the road and enjoy it? And for me, it was like learning when I needed to kind of zip up. Our our mutual friend, Dana Frost talks about this. And she taught me this is like zipping myself up before I went into my shift because I do spray tans. So it's a 15 to 20 minute service. We're very high volume salons. So I could see, I used to see up to like 25, 30 people a day and that exchange and they're naked and vulnerable. So the conversations naturally are going to go different ways than you would expect. Like Mm -hmm. shit's already open. We're already there. She's naked. It is what it is. So I have to instinct. They go there and they've got clothes on here. Yeah. So and, and it's, I can't even it's, imagine. It's really different because my job, in order to be successful in my um, space in the industry, I have to be able to make that person feel comfortable in 30 seconds. Yeah. I would say that the gifted hairstylists have that same ability. Yep. And it's like, God, if we can't make them feel comfortable when they're in the room right before they start to get naked, it's not going to go well for us. Do you know what I mean? So Uh I really have to look at people that I bring in. I have to, I'm very honest in the interview process. I'm like, how are you with energy? Like what drains your energy? What boosts your energy? And, and kind of having those conversations and people are usually taken back when I ask that maybe, I don't know, they're not used to that type of conversation, but I've learned like we might as well just really talk about it straight up from the beginning. And do you feel like you've had to like rewire your brain mm-hmm. in order to be able to look at your career in a way that is not just revenue stream based? Because I think that for me, and like, I know you and I have talked about this, like our childhoods and all of that, like I, I, I found it very hard the last couple of years and it's gotten easier. That's why I want your take on it to not, to not have, to, to be able to make choices from like a really like, um, abundant place versus this idea that like, they'll never, but be I enough. could see six more people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, Oh my God, I have such a layered thought process process to that too, because now, now for me, less clients, can be, you know, can be more as far as like, I really actually don't do many of the tans anymore. That is kind of moved on to my staff as I do coaching and, and open other locations and projects and stuff. But, um, when I was taking clients, I finally got to the point like eight years in where I was like, okay, I cannot function like this. I'm not a machine. Even if I, even if I, I enjoyed all of the, the time that I would spend with each client in the room, I enjoyed it all. It wasn't that it wasn't enjoyable, but it was, heavy. Like I was, it was just so much piled on me. One person's story after another, after another, after another. And no matter how much I loved it, there needed to be a boundary because there's only so much of you to go around. So like if I'm taking on everyone else's stuff all day and then my, my staff and then my vendors and then tech support and all the little pieces that I would be working on at the end of the day, I'd go home and there isn't shit left for me or anyone else. I hear that so much. I hear that so much. And that's, so what does that look like now? What does it look like now? It looks like a very intentional, like my morning start is so precious to me. It's like my sacred thing. And it, and it does look a little different every day. Like I'm, I usually always read something from a book. So right now I'm reading the daily stoic, which I love so much. I love Ryan holiday. Oh my God. And I love that. It's, it's like two paragraphs. So it's completely doable. And the great thing about that is, so I'm very big on discipline. I'm big on discipline without being rigid. 
Um, so I don't want a structured routine where it has to be the same every day, but there are always going to be certain elements to my days. So there's some type of body movement. There's definitely, um, you know, healthy eating choices. Like that's an absolute must for me. Um, there's exercise, there's meditation, there's prayer, there's reflection, journaling, everything. It just depends on how I feel that day. Like I, I kind of wake up and I say, okay, what do you need right now? And that's different all the time. And before I had, before I started coaching and had like being coached and getting all of these tools, I didn't know what I didn't know. Like I didn't have anything. I was just doing what I thought I was supposed to do, which is like, go and work your ass off until you don't have anything left to give. And then take every single client and then eventually you'll get to the spot where you can back off. That is not fucking true. I'm sorry. You know, you don't back off. You just, you you live like that. You grind and grind. Yeah. And the thing is like, then that's what leads us to burnout. That's what leads us to depletion. That's what leads us to, um, like our adrenal shutdown. So many people experience or all of this fatigue and these mystery illnesses if we really look at it, Lynn, it's not a mystery. It's right there. It's in the choices that we make. And if we're not actively consciously making the choices, we'll just keep going with the momentum of everything. Right. Right. And one thing you said that like really hit me is I think that I always thought like strength looked like this. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think of how, like you were saying, like, I want to be disciplined, but I don't want to be rigid. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that I lived my life seeing things in black and white and being like, and now I realize like life is so gray, but like, what is like, how have you started to like make it okay to, like you said, be like strong, but soft and like disciplined yet flexible. Like how have you integrated that? Because that's something that I think has been really helpful for me because I've always felt like, no, like I'm a direct person or I'm this or I'm that. So I can't also be shy or I can't be this, but like, I've learned that you like that, like I have a lot more to me than just being what initially people see. Yeah. I mean, I think we're all wearing our masks every day and we don't realize what they even are. Right. And it's okay. Mm -hmm. We all do it. We it's social conditioning. It's, it's everything. But I just started to learn, like, I would make decisions and then when I would feel it in my body and I started learning how to read the signs in my body, you know, when you're, you're talking to a specific person and you get butterflies or you're talking to a specific person and you, you kind of are tight in your throat or tight in your chest and you can't, you don't feel the same. Or I would be talking to certain people and get the shakes, not uncontrollably, but it was my body sending me these little red flags like, Hey, Hey lady, we're going to need you to pull up the anchor because it's too fucking heavy. And that's, that, that became really important to me. It was like, now I'm in this space of like, I want everything to feel light and airy. Yes. Has life happened in a certain way, but everything was putting me right in the position to be doing the greatest work that I feel like I'm doing. Right. So it was all part of this journey that we're all on, but not everything that I was carrying was mine to carry. And I had no idea until I started putting this kind of goes full circle to how we started until I started putting it in perspective. I was like, wait, why do I feel like this? Well, it's probably because I let that person talk to me for like 20 minutes about, about here's the thing. You'll let people talk to you for like 20 minutes because they're having a problem with their marriage or their job. Job is huge. We have a lot of like self-deprecating behavior around our jobs. And like, that's where we can really get in negative loops when really like, maybe it's how you're looking at it, (laughs) you know? Right. But, um, my point was like, 
I, I would let these conversations go on thinking that I was actually serving or helping that person. In reality, I wasn't because then all they've done is regurgitated their own shit over and over and they don't mm-hmm. leave feeling better. I definitely don't feel better. So it was a really eye-opening experience. I actually went to like this psychic energy healing person about seven or eight years ago, right? I opened my first space. Maybe it'd been open about a year or so. I had lost my friend who died suddenly. Um, just a lot of turmoil. When my friend died, a lot of stuff came up, a lot of old emotional stuff that I was not prepared for. I call it like, it was kind of like a hurricane where I was like, Oh my God, are we, is it, it's all happening. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. I've had one of those. I know it. I know what a hurricane is like. girl. And it started yeah. off like a tropical storm. It sure did go to hurricane. But, um, <laughs> I was like, damn, it's coming. But, um, then all of these things started to come and I really needed to look at wh- who was I at that point. I didn't feel like myself. I was numb to the world. I was still just working through it because you know, you can't, you can tell people or share certain parts as a business owner, but you're not going to email your database and be like, Hey, you know, I lost my best friend tragically. And I actually fucking feel like sitting here drinking for four days in my house. And I don't want to see any of you guys, not because I don't like you, but because I don't want to be in the world. Do you know what I mean? In that kind of, in that kind of way. So I went to this energy healer and she really, she really like tapped into that. She said what your job is. And I was with my, uh, my friend at the time, Amy and, we were both having the experience because she does hair cut and color all day. It's just, you're with people, you're in it all day. And we were both like, we just feel really exhausted. And she said, you have to create barriers around your work. So that's where the routine comes in for me. Like my morning is my morning. It's sacred. And that's going to set the tone for my entire day. I know people that Mm -hmm. I'll ask them when I'm coaching, they'll kind of run me through their day and I can usually pick up on whatever's happening that could be tweaked and and possibly make their life a lot better. Right. So I'll have some people where they're like, I get up, I get up, I'm out of the house in 10 minutes. I'm like, really? How does that feel? Well, that's just what I do. Why do you do it? Well, I don't, I got to get there. What do you got to get there for? Cause I got to be there. Well, how are you going to be when you get there? Did you eat? Did you take a glass of water? Did you savor a cup of coffee? Did you wake up realizing that you're a soul in this world that deserves to be cared for? I lived like that for a long time. I thought it was selfish. And, and that's, that's the most beautiful thing that you've said. Cause that word comes up when I'm talking to people so many times is even in, in romantic relationships or the whole structure of how we have all our relationships right now. It's ass backwards. It's crazy. It, it puts all these demands and we don't even know we're doing it. So everyone just take a big inhale and realize that it's not you that's doing this behavior, right? It's the world that we live in. So that's cool. The no reason to get pissed at the world. It's just is that's where we're at, but here's where it comes. Yeah, just radical responsibility yes. for your part in it. Like yes. I can look at every shit storm that I've been through. And like you said, like I can find meaning in them and I can say like, I would have never had the courage to do this next thing. I would have never done this because I would have never known like, wow, you can follow all the rules and still have a life that drops you ass first on the concrete. Oh like I, what a gift. I, yes. That's what I did when I got married. I followed all the rules I didn't want to get divorced. It was a really big deal for me. I didn't want to do that. So I didn't get married until I was 35. Well, there was still so much, as you know, like you're just always learning about yourself. Yeah. I thought I was doing it the right way. And you know what? I was married a year and a half. So jokes on me, you know, and to the outside world that's seen as a failure, whatever. 
I just know, but it's not like I have a client who's in a divorce attorney. And she said, why do people beat themselves up when something ends? Mm -hmm. She's like, what's with our culture? Like, what if it, what if it set out to, to like complete this one mission? Like you had two kids or Uh you were supposed to learn about yourself and it succeeded in what it was intended to do. And like, why do we call it a failure? Because it doesn't last forever. Yeah. And because that's just what society has said is true. You know, marriage is, and this would be a tangent for another talk for another day, but marriage is an industry, you know, it's an industry. So I'll leave it Mm -hmm. at that. Um, But like for me, when that, when that chapter ended, I had done so much work that I was like, oh my God, this is a gift. And I actually just talked to my ex-husband last week and we were texting back and forth and he was like, he's living out in California. So he was sharing what I was doing and Lindsay, it made my day. I'm like, that's what I want for you. That's love. Love is if, if that relationship's time has passed on to where it changes form and moves into a friendship or into some other relationship, that's what it's supposed to do. It's not our job to resist life and say, it has to go my way. Yeah. You know, well, I've talked about another episode about how, when I look back at, you know, certain relationships with clients and things like that, or relationships in my life, I've been really into holding on to them. Mm -hmm. But when I'm really honest with myself, the one that I, that I end up letting go of, not all of them, obviously, but a lot of them, I'm like, I was holding something together that didn't work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like I'm so inflexible that I need the certainty of this shitty client relationship or this, this, this thing that just feels like a really sick home, but I know it you hit the nail on the head when you said certainty. That's one of the things that Tony Robbins teaches and he talks about, and I don't remember them all, so I won't quote it because I won't do it justice, but yeah, the six human needs and and certainty is one of them. And and when you can kind of look at what your core needs are, um, the certainty is just control. It's just a level of feeling and control. So what the most beautiful thing, the space that I'm at now is every day I talk to myself and say, where can you surrender more? And that doesn't mean submit it means surrender. Where can you surrender to? Life is going to lead you, man. Your job is to just keep your vibration high. That doesn't mean feel the lows. That doesn't mean to avoid feeling the lows. It just means do everything you can to get back to high a little faster every time. And that's it. And it's, you know, it's not a race. Sometimes you'll stay lower longer because it's a deeper wound necessarily, but just get back. Just get back to the beginning. Keep getting back to the beginning. And I keep telling myself that in everything I'm doing, in my work, in my friendships, in my relationships, um, even relationships with my family. I just, what is real? What is like the depth of what we're doing here? Get back to that, back to basics. Right. And then like synchronicities happen. Like, I don't think it's by chance that I bumped into you twice downtown Chicago recently. I don't I can't even go there because the synchronicities, the numerology, the songs, the pictures, the noises, everything, the smells. Oh my God. I, I had to really start like researching that because it was happening so much. I was like, okay, well, I'm a witch. That's officially what's happening. I'm like this witchy person. I don't understand this. And I, yeah. I do believe it's the universe. Um, I believe it communicating too. Communicating with us the other day, my friend, Mike, that passed away, his, his number was three or 33. And, uh, the other day I was thinking about him and I actually, I worked with, um, revealing soul. She does the aura readings, super Mm -hmm. cool process. It is insane. If you're in Chicago and you can try it, it was the most beautiful experience. And it was like 20 minutes. Um, 
but she was taught, we were talking about like synchronicities and, and numerology and all those things. And she's like, yeah, that's, you know, that's your loved ones communicating with you. And I, she said, you need, you need to know that you can ask them for guidance. And I'm like, okay. And I've been told that a bunch of times, especially when you go through the grief process and really learning how to process grief. I just had no skill set when it came to that. Oh my God. And, and that can really bring you to your knees. Um, well, cause it can bring up other things you've it, never grieved. It brings up everything you've never grieved. It makes you look at everything within yourself. It brings up every emotion possible. Almost that was like a purging for me mm-hmm. of so many different things. But, you know, they said, look for the synchronicities. And the other day I had asked Mike for guidance about something. And then I went to go to the paint store because we were doing the renovation at the shop and I'm in the bathroom and I see three pennies. And I said, Oh my God, perfect. Thank you. And I put them in my pocket and I said, there he is. The other day I did the same thing. I asked for guidance about something and two seconds later, a song came on with the exact word that that was the question. So I was just like, I just surrendered to it because I can't resist it because it's something I don't necessarily understand. I just think there's so much in the spirit world and the energy world that we're like barely scratching the surface. Well, and you have two choices. You can believe it's all hocus pocus or you can like enjoy it and look for it and you'll see it. And like, I don't know. I just feel like if given the alternative, I'm going to take a hard pass because I've done the follow the rules. (laughs) I've done the, you know, that's black and that's white. Now I'm like, throw me a crystal for that. If you can, like, I just, I just feel like the alternative, it, it didn't work. Nope. It doesn't feel as good. Now I just say, you know, I can't prove any of it. Just like you really can't prove much of anything. So I'm just mm-hmm. going to surrender and enjoy the ride because if I do sync up with, with like the flow of energy of life, of the universe, of all of that, it feels awesome. Even on stuff that's challenging conversations or whatever, you handle them different you, you navigate them different. And so they feel better. And then the more and more you do that. Mm -hmm. I can remember like when people would give me their feedback or be like, do you think that's what happened? When, when I was so sure of myself, you know, set in my ways, I'd be like, well, that's definitely what happened. Whereas I catch, I see myself now being like, well, what do you think? What happened for you there? Asking questions. Yeah. And being curious about like, another perspective on how, like, there's not one right way to do things. We could all end up, and I've said this about hair color for the longest time. We could all take a hundred different ways of getting to the same color outcome and it would look similar. And we'd all be like, wow, those are pretty. They're all the same. But the road we take to get there is very different. And I feel it that way about life now. So I'm like, what, what did you do when that happened? All right, cool. I never thought about that, but you're here. So, you know, you found your way. Yeah. And that's, that's also really how I like to approach any kind of conversations now. And of course, just like what you said, you're always going to have, there, there will always be voices, the voice inside of you, the negative voices, all of those elements will remain. It's just, you'll be able to kind of put them in their place faster and better. But like now I approach all my conversations of how can I be really, really present to this person? Because I feel like presence is the biggest gift you could give. Like I know when I talk to some of the people in my life that are really busy, really doing amazing things, when they give me their time, it's so precious to me. And I end up like thanking them profusely just because that's, you know, where I'm at with that. I want them to know how much I appreciate it, but I really see that our energy is currency. That's our currency. Mm -hmm. And that's, what's going to stay around forever. That's what keeps Mike in my life 
you know, seven or eight years after he passed is that I feel him around me all the time. The spirit of our, of our memories and our interactions are there. I have so many people like, uh, let's not say so many, but I have a few people like that, probably three, Jesus Christ, (laughs) probably three really close ones that some are passed on and some are still present in my life that even just the thought of that person makes me so happy. And I know that that that's the same for the other person. And it's like, that's what I'm looking for in life in every interaction. So it's like, I'll have people, I have people that, you know, everyone is kind of throwing their energy around and not, not being very responsible with it until you realize it. Right. So that's not a dig. It's like, you don't realize it. Like I had people emailing me on, on Christmas Eve about, they don't like the way our booking site works and I should pay and get a better booking site. I'm like, lady, I'm not the only one that gets emails on Christmas. No, come on. And I'm like, I'm like, I said, babe, it's Christmas. I'm sitting here by myself. I can't travel home to be with my family or anything because of my business. I do my job. You're probably with your family today. I just really appreciate if you treated me as if I was a human being. And you know what? That takes a lot. But that was a boundary for me of like, I am not getting pulled into your trap. I don't know what's happening for you today. I have empathy that something is causing you to reach out to someone that you go to semi-frequently, infrequently at the at most, to criticize something that you know nothing about. I, yeah, I had one of those too. It's so funny. <laughs> it, and I, like last week's episode that people are going to hear this the following week, Jane Clapp said that when you set a boundary with people, that you're actually able to test the health of the relationship. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, those boundary pushers the relationship's not very healthy. Mm -hmm. Not that everyone needs to be cued into that, but when you set that boundary, it tend, they tend to act up because they're not, it's not a healthy relationship. No, And and what's really exciting when you say that the exciting other side of that is if you're with someone, because everyone has their stuff. If you're speaking with someone or communicating with someone that can recognize that in you and hold space for you, in your time of kind of child acting out, because that's just our child self coming out. Those are mm-hmm. wounds. We're just picking at them. We don't even know it. And then boom, we're our child self until we're like, oh shit, that's, that's that, that little, little girl side of me. Let me come back to what's actually happening now. If you have someone, and let me say this as like a, <laughs> I don't know, if you have someone in your life that holds that space and that allows you to hold that space for them when that comes out, don't let it go. It's the most beautiful gift I think of life because we don't know we're just being pulled into other people's storms. And if they're not ready to hear that, that's one thing. But I'm, I think I'm talking more of intimate relationships, like totally. close, close relationships where you can really be yourself. Um, oh yeah, I agree. Like those friendships and siblings and things like that. It's like, they are such a gift. They really are. And you know, it, it makes me think of like how we started the conversation is in the beginning stages of my business, I'll say the first eight years, because it's really been about two years, a little over two that I've really integrated all of this stuff. And every single day it gets deeper and deeper to where I had one of my clients who turned into a really close friend is like, well, I think you have the best boundaries ever. I'm like, Oh my God, really? Thank you so much. Because I worked my ass off to get them. I worked my ass mm-hmm. off to get them. Anybody that you see that's successful in any type of way you define success, meaning they have a successful, you know, self-practice where you see them and you're like, they really take care of themselves. Or they have this beautiful relationship and you're like, they got to be doing something right to get to that. 
or they have this beautiful business that people adore and they're like, they're doing something right. Right. All of those people don't just show up that way. They, they claw their way through the fucking jungle (laughs) to get there, you know? And, and I think that's a big misconception we have just in general is like what it takes to, to really be like your best self. It's not cute. It's not cute, but it does get easier. It really does get easier. And then it gets more fun, but the beginning it's a little gnarly. Right. And it's like comparing your middle to somebody else's beginning or end or whatever. It's like, I agree. Like people, like people that have beautiful lives, they don't just happen no. to them. No. And like, I always say like, like, you know, like, you know, someone someday is going to be like, oh my God, your relationship is like goals level. And, and you're going to be, you're not going to know that like, maybe that person's in the middle of the storm you were in 10 years ago. Yep. And like on the other side of all of that is this, like, you know, like good things take work and time and contrast, right? I've been reading a lot about light and dark, you know, studying energy Mm -hmm. work and things like that. You can't have the light without the dark. It's not always, everyone knows this. This is the path of every single person is the same in this way. They have a life that's been filled with light and dark. And it's, what do we do with the darkness that I think really matters? Do we sit in it and you make it into something else mm-hmm. and that, that pain turns into passion or fuel or power. And then it's like, God, look at Jen over there. She's got it all. It's like, holy, she's been brewing up a special soup out of something for a long time. You know, yep. just focus on your own grass, water that. Yeah. But it's like, that's the people I'm drawn to. Like when I see people doing cool shit now, I'm like, oh my God, what you went through to get here because beautiful people do climb. Don't. Yep. Yeah don't this happen? Like, like there's that, I think it's a Helen Keller quote. Like they've known pain, they've known loss, they've known uncertainty. And like, that's what makes someone beautiful. Yep. And, and it's funny because we work in the beauty industry, right? And, and really what we're working on is like bringing out confidence in a person, which is going to make them feel beautiful. So everything else is kind of a side dish, right? We're, we're adding little side dishes to, to the full meal of them as a person. Um, but yeah, it's a layered approach. Yeah. And like, so if we were going to leave people with a little bit of like a teaser for your next episode, mm. which is coming soon oh my God. about just feminine energy and masculine energy, because I know we, we touched on it last time and I still want to, you know, to, to go there, but I felt like this was a necessary step in between. Mm-hmm. What would you say like for, for, you know, like you'd said in your first episode, like women in this industry, like the, the, the energy and the passion involved in like driving your business forward and moving the needle and then like kind of forgetting about this like feminine side of yourself because like I feel more girly than I've ever felt but I still know I'm I'm on this journey to like owning that part of me because it's really easy for me to go into like that masculine mode. yeah I think um I just was thinking about this the other day and I did an Instagram post something about you can be strong and soft and I think Mm-hmm. I was strong for so long, first as a protection mechanism, first as a, as a way to protect myself because the world around me had been very painful. And, and it's not until years later, as you have new experiences or, you know, have close relationships where all your stuff comes up that you start to see like, oh my God, that's just been me protecting myself, you know? And, and that mm-hmm. can feel very masculine because you're in safety mode. It's fight or flight. And I realized when I started coaching and really wanted to work through like a lot of my PTSD from early childhood trauma, 
I started to learn so much about it. And I was like, wow, there's a big balance between the feminine. It's all about surrender. It's all about letting go. It's about nurturing. It's about caregiving. It's soft. It's, it's, it's calm. The masculine is the driving force, right? It's how we get shit done. It's, it's all of that. So I'm just really in this space where I want to balance them both because to me, being a strong and powerful woman doesn't need to look masculine. So in the way I dress, in the way that I speak, I'm still working on that, um, in the way that I speak and in the way that I walk and move, I'll notice just in a way of, just in a way I'm sitting, I'll be like, wow, that's really funny. I'll notice it in, in like the, the energy of my interactions. If I've just gone from crushing one thing, one task to the next, I have to consciously say, okay, we're done with that. Let's go take a walk and look at things that are beautiful and listen to beautiful music and like reset yourself, you know, to continue the day. So it's, I think it's a balancing act. I think it takes time, but I think for females, it's really important, especially boss women to just look at it. Just take a look at your life and your behaviors and your mannerisms and your interactions and your relationships and see how do they feel? Do you feel like you can be the softest but strongest version of yourself? And if not, let's get there. And that's, that's kind of the mission that I'm on. And it's through what I read, what I listen to, who I allow in my life and in my space and my energy, the activities that I do. And it's all designed to curate that intention. Yeah. I love the word curate because you, you do get to curate your life mm-hmm. if you get intentional about it. Mm-hmm. And I found that I thought that, you know, strength and setting boundaries or having print policies or things like that in my business had to be kind of like, just like set. Mm-hmm. And I found that like, and I'm finding that like by being more like open to dialogue and like you said, like surrendering more and being like, this is what I'm going to do. But like, if you have any questions, like I'm here to talk about it. And like, here's why I'm doing it. If, if, you know, if someone has a question and I found that like, you catch more bees with honey. Yeah, babe. Like I, <laughs> I find that people are just like, like, it's not, that's not just a a wives tale. No. Like people are like, that's really cool. You're doing that for you. And I'm like, thank you. I'm, I'm really excited about it. I've been a little nervous about it, but I'm glad I'm doing it when I went gratuity free. And I, I feel like just by sharing that vulnerability, like I don't have to have it all figured out. Like I have clients that are like cheering me on because I'm showing that I'm vulnerable and doing something. Oh my God. That's my favorite way to be. And I love even through social. That's what I love doing right now during the reno. I show people, I'm like, I had this perfect color palette figured out and I was like, Oh my God, this is exactly what I want. I took it, painted swatches, looked at it in, in different lights of day because I really wanted a certain look. I want everything to feel soft and fluid. And we have a couple, you've been to the shop. We have a, like our ceiling's pretty green. So it's like, boom in your yeah. face. So it's like, we had to kind of adapt to that, um, and build around it. And I just have this vision of everything being soft. Well, I get these colors in and I'm so set on them. And then I'm like, those are too harsh. They, they pop out too much. It, did, it didn't have that balance. And I share it on my social and then back to the store I go and then back to the shop I go. And it's a process. But for me, this has been so fun. For me, I love seeing what happens when I'm in that flow of like a high vibration state. And it doesn't mean high energy. I mean, high, high vibration. 
I'll notice how I affect the people on my walks. Cause you know, I love my urban hiking. So I'm always walking. Yes. Oh, oh my yeah, God. You are an avid hiker. Dude, love it. But I'll, I'll catch eye contact with, you know, the construction guys down the street and we have a moment of connection with just eye contact and smiles where we're like, I see you. I see you fucking keep going. I think it's interesting too, because like, I agree, like I'm really drawn to people that like, I think of you as an expert. I think of you as someone who just gets business, an entrepreneur, and like you have it figured out. But what I, what I love about the way you, you operate and some of my favorite people that I follow is like, they don't pretend to have all the answers and like, you don't have to wait till you know it all. So like, I know there's people like listening that like want to do something that they're like, but I don't have it all figured out. Like I can't start the thing to help the people till I have it figured out. And it's like, you'll never figure it out. It's a process. And I love that you're confident enough to share what it's like for you to continue to evolve. And that's just confidence. I don't think you ever will like arrive somewhere where you're like, all right, guys, I figured it out. I know what the perfect palette is. I'm debuting it in three days. It's like, I want to see someone in the middle of the shit going, Oh, yeah, did that wall. And like, to me, that's just like so refreshing. And I think in the world of like everything being so curated, like that's what I, I like a curated life, but I also like seeing that people are like, that didn't work either. Yep. Like I find it so endearing and like, I feel like, okay, it's not just me. Like when you said the, 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 the email on Christmas, I'm like, I literally thought I was the only person that has gotten three emails today, No, but I'm not. That's just, I like to call that projection day. The holidays right around there is when I'll get a lot of the nastiest emails. And it used to affect me until I realized like that has nothing to do with me. It's actually like something's bringing up their stuff and I'm just the next target. I'm just like the closest hit. And so, oh, I think it's important people hear that after Christmas because I'm sure everyone's nodding, going, "That was the 17 email." <laughs> I was like, "Really, Sally? I mean, God, I think it's a little much." You don't hate coming here. I'm so glad you keep coming here to tell me how much you. You hate know it. what? Too in the like for years, I would never speak my truth back, and I think there's a way to speak it kindly. There's a way to set a mm-hmm. boundary in, in a way that even though it is hard for that person to hear, that's okay because you deliver it in the kindest way you can. But I've gotten to this place where I'm like, I'm not getting sucked into your drama cycle. I'm not going there with you. So totally Mm -hmm. respect. You're not happy with the booking site. It is actually the best in our industry for the, the, you know, size of our business, which I don't have to explain to you. And, and, you know, I wish you well, if you need to find a better home. That's beautiful. I, I just don't. We're going to have that email template <laughs> below your <laughs> below your contact information. And there's going to be a huge influx of coaching calls on, uh, on this coming soon. But thank you so much for being on. And I know that people are going to get a lot out of this. And you're, this isn't the last we hear from you. Oh, thanks for having me. I always love coming to chat with you. Oh, we love it too. Me and Capone. That's when I say we, I mean like she makes waves, but it's really just me and Capone. And when I say we, I mean it's me and Lady and Ziggy. So here we are. (laughs) (laughs) Catch me in heaven. Exactly. Okay, we'll have a great day.